Hi, I'm Rosie Acosta. I'm a meditation teacher, speaker, and author of You Are Radically Loved, a healing journey to self-love. Look, I grew up in East Los Angeles during the 92 LA riots, and it set me on a troubled path. I didn't grow up with mentors in my life, so I turned to reading as many books as I possibly could to learn about the purpose of life. In my journey, I found that having these conversations gave me life, and I decided I wanted to create a place where I could share these conversations with my community. So come have a sit with me as we learn about, well, everything. Hello, hello. Welcome to Wisdom. Oh, right when you're when, drinking. Wins. Oh, <laughs> I called you out. I, the reason why <laughs> I was telling you to do it was so I could take a little swig and you caught me. Oops. <laughs> Here we go, guys. It is Wisdom, wisdom Wednesday. Wednesday. Uh, Ooh, I liked that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Really <laughs> annoying for those of you that are in the vehicle listening to us right now or on your walk uh shout out to margot lightburn because i know that she listens to this while she's walking so just like a little side oh hi margot <laughs> hey margot how's it going we love you okay the summit is in full effect mm-hmm we are living our best lives. It's day three and you can still join the summit. All you have to do is go to the link in the info button of this podcast or just go to radicallylovedsummit.com. You will have missed the first three days, but it's a 10-day extravaganza and you will get the replay at the end. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yes, yeah. I believe so. <laughs> you believe, yeah, let me, yeah, sure, sure. You'll get the replay. That sounds right. <laughs> yeah. So very exciting stuff, guys. It is, we are less than 14 days away from my book coming out on 22222. And Tessa's like, mm. <laughs> such a good date. <laughs> did you get to date. pick that date? I did not. But when I saw, I actually, I did have two different options and I chose this one. It was between two two twenty two and two twenty two twenty two. Oh, okay. So good, I chose good decision, right? Yeah. I, I yeah. think so. <laughs> I mean, especially because the book is called "You Are Radically Loved," and I think also the publisher didn't want it to be mistaken for like a you know Valentine's Day love mm-hmm. relationships. Gotcha. Even yeah. though there is a highlight in how to navigate a relationship or relationships in the book, how to be engaged, the importance of connection and so on. It's definitely not a book about, well, I guess it's a book about relationship to yourself. Yeah, that's definitely, I mean, there's so many aspects to love, right? And relationship and so much, such a nuanced experience. Yeah. So Yes. How are you practicing <laughs> self-love these days? Let's talk about it. Ooh. Let's get into it. Okay. So one of my favorite practices is a bath, like tons of Epsom salts. I put in, you know, those Costco How sides much? bags. Uh, yeah. Yes. I think they're like five pounds. I put the whole thing in there. <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I'm oh, serious. Yeah, let's do it. And I douse it with my essential oils. I kind of mix it up with just however I'm feeling. Right. And I sit in my tub and I read my book. I'm always reading a book. Those of you that listen to Wisdom Wednesdays know I am an avid reader she is and I have to have a good reader. <laughs> I have to have, um, this is like my little quirk. If I don't have two books after the one that I'm currently reading on my stack, I get a little bit anxious. So I always have to be like two steps ahead. Right. Wow, okay. <laughs> And so another practice of self-love is I give myself the time and space every day to just zone out with a good book. In the morning, at night, I bookend my day with that. Exercise is so important to me in terms of self-love. I love, not in terms of like weight loss or anything, but I just love to feel strong. I love to feel alive. And so walking or running or weightlifting are things that make me feel really good, confident, and strong in my body. Yeah. Let's talk about the importance of feeling that confidence in our bodies because it is such an important experience. I think a lot of the discomfort that we encounter throughout the day or even in our lives when we start to do self-inquiry or assess 
certain practices like self-care, oftentimes we can easily point out everything that's not happening. We can Mm -hmm. talk about how we're unhappy with this part of our body or how this is happening with the aging process or I'm not getting enough of this. Or if I had more time, I would go to yoga more. I would meditate. It's so much easier to go in the frequency of of what is not happening as opposed to understanding what makes you feel strong, what makes you feel empowered, what makes Mm -hmm. you feel good, and not beat yourself up over it. Because I feel that that doesn't set you up for success. I think it's really about the small wins, right? And I'm asking Tessa this. And by the way, if you're just tuning in, we are getting a surge of new listeners because we are on iHeartMedia now. So welcome, (laughs) those of you who are new. Tessa was once upon a time a student of mine turned like now she manages the entire world of what Radically Loved is. And um, I'm constantly checking in with her because I want to make sure that she's doing well, because we have a lot of things going on. (laughs) And uh, she does the same with me. You know, I think that we have a really great working relationship. And we started to do these Wisdom Wednesday segments a couple months ago now. And you guys really like them. And I think we'll keep doing it until you guys tell us to stop. So that's, uh, that's what that is. And um, yeah. for me, like if you're just, if this is your first introduction, my name is Rosie Acosta. Hi, nice to meet you. I'm a yoga and meditation teacher and author, ah, soon to be published <laughs> author. And I love doing this work and really the last couple of days have been interesting. And just because it's us gals, I'm going to fill you in on some of the latest happenings, especially with regard to this book writing and publishing process. And that's why also I asked you the self-care question, Mm -hmm. because I know, as I said, there's been a lot of irons in the fire and with the summit going on and the, the book coming out and there's just a lot, lots of balls in the air. I don't know why I wanted to use that term. Lots of ball, lots of big balls in the air, guys. Um, okay. Yes. But by the way, before we started recording, I said they're always trying to just sneak it in. And and Tessa said, just the tip. And I just thought, the it, just the tip. It was hilarious. Maybe we should do another segment called just, just the tip. Oh my God. Meditation tips for the beginner. Just the, the tips. tips. Just the tips. So if you guys actually do like that, let us know and we'll do it for you. But if not, then we will keep it moving. It's so interesting, this process of conceptualizing ideas, putting them on paper, pitching them, getting them acquired, and the process of actually doing it to now the actual process of marketing and promoting the book Mm. has been a, a very interesting at sometimes horrific <laughs> roller coaster ride. <laughs> I mean, mm. I don't want to say horrific. I'm being absolutely dramatic. That is part of my nature at times. It's been a really interesting learning. I was having this conversation with Jeannie, my writing coach, who a lot of you know, and we've yet to have her on the podcast. Maybe it's time for her to come on. I actually didn't even realize it until. A couple of, maybe last week, I sent that newsletter out where I was talking about the writing process. And I linked in that one episode, that Wisdom Wednesday, where you and I were talking about how I got my book published, like how I got an agent and and Mm -hmm. went through this whole process. I realized that Jeannie, we've not had her, maybe we should have her on the show, but I was talking with her yesterday as I'm on to the next project, ever the doer, right? (laughs) I'm just on to the next project book proposal already. I was telling her how I I don't enjoy the marketing process as much as I did the creative and writing process. That that is more my even though it's sort of the what is the the story of the tortured writer, right? It's like we mm-hmm. love and yeah. not love the process. You know this, you're a writer yeah. as well. So I was having this conversation with her and she gave me some really great advice. She's like, look, this is part of the process too, Mm -hmm. you know? Because I was saying, I don't know that I want to do this again. 
You know, I'm like, I don't really, I, I realize I don't enjoy this process. I don't like this process. And she goes, yeah, but it's part of the process nonetheless. Mm. And you're either going to get on board with it and, and do your job, which I absolutely am obviously doing and going to do, and, and it's going to be what it's going to be. And then just let go. And mm. I think that that was sort of the wisdom that I wanted to share in today's episode was this idea of really letting go. And in the book, I talk about surrender and how surrender used to be a triggering word for me because I felt like surrender was such a, it was, there's such a deep finality to it. Like I give up control. And in the association I had for myself and my experience, my life, growing up in this sort of victimhood mentality mm-hmm. and feeling like I was powerless. The last thing I wanted to do was give up of any little power that I felt. I have a different relationship to it now, but I, I really do enjoy more this idea of letting go and, and allowing the process to be what it's going to be. And it's like, people are going to, people that are going to buy the book are going to buy the book. People that are going to love the book are going to love the book. People that are going to hate the book are going to hate the book. People that are never going to read the book are probably not listening to this podcast. <laughs> so it, it's just, a, it's a really interesting process. And in that, I found that part of my self care practice for the next coming days, especially as we near the 22nd, today's the 9th. And we are recording these now in real time. So you guys are really getting the, the inside scoop. I think it's just clocking out, you know, at a, at a decent time and just releasing, doing everything I can and knowing that I did everything I can and not beat myself up over it. Like mm-hmm. all we can do is our best. And you and I have been talking about this via text, right? Like there's a lot of things going on because you, you get like that too, right? You get hard on yourself, oh, yeah. you overthink things, you read things through just to make sure you understand. And I'm just like, eh, like, it is what it is. Like, what are you going to do? You know, like yeah. things are going to fall through the cracks or we're going to make mistakes and that's okay. You know, like it really is okay. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. It's just, I mean, speaking of surrendering and I want to kind of go back to one thing that you touched on with regards to the wisdom that you pulled out of that conversation with Jeannie in relationship to surrender. And that is that even though you don't like this part of the marketing process, and even though Jeannie gave you this sage advice, like this is part of the process, you're either going to show up and do the job. The thing that I find so wise in what you're doing is giving voice to it. Like you're at least able to speak your truth and allow it to be something that doesn't need to be fixed per se, but instead surrendering it to being something that you have to go through and experience as part of the process. I think that's just so important in terms of like being able to voice our grievances or vices or our things that feel icky and we don't like to experience, but know that it's part of the human experience anyways. Like you bring stuff like this to maybe your partner or your bestie or a parent, somebody that you trust. And oftentimes I feel like that other person's knee-jerk reaction is to fix, right? which may or may not be what you need in that moment, but the truth and the wisdom in you just speaking it out loud usually makes it so much lighter, I find. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. The more that we feel empowered in our own truth, the easier it becomes for us to set those parameters for self-care and self-acceptance and radical self-love. That is the purpose of why we do all of these practices. I can't tell somebody to just relax and let go and and just be grateful and just enjoy the process. Like everything you need you can do, you've already done and just let it go. I mean, I can give myself advice all day long, but am I going to actually take it to heart? And just to your point, I think it's important to be able to express it. It's okay for me to have a feeling to have a couple of those moments where I can call my bestie and send her a voice note and say, I'm really having a hard time right now, or I'm feeling a little bit nervous about X, Y, and Z. What do I do? And then there's this deep relief 
in the feeling of, okay, I can let go. Like I've done everything I could do. Because at the end of the day, those of you that are here, those of you that are listening, there has to be a situation in your life where you really have done everything you could and you have to then just let it go. That there's a point where just that's the process, right? We mm-hmm. we can't cling. Clinging leads to resentment and regret and more samskaras, more mounds at the bottom of the lake, more negative impressions that aren't going to serve your highest good. So why would we do that to ourselves? Well, we do that because we are, you know, like us type A personalities and it's just what we do, but, but we also do the letting go, mm-hmm. you know, it's the the realization or having the cathartic experience of expressing. And maybe if you don't have somebody to express yourself to, you can write it down. You can have like a word dump on a page and just like, let it go, write it all on there, everything that you're feeling, and then just keep moving. You know, like my dad says this thing where whenever I've encountered something really difficult, you know, he's very kind and loving and everything is like, well, you just, you do your best and then you just don't dwell on it. You just Mm -hmm. keep going, Mm -hmm. you know? And I'm like, oh, but sometimes I just don't feel like I can keep going. And he's like, well, what are you going to do? Just lay down and die. And I'm like, Yes. Like sometimes I feel like, yes, but most of the time it's like, God, why is that my only option is to just lay down and die? You know, why can't I just have a moment and then, you know, let that revolution of experience happen and then get up and move on. And I think that that's part of self-care too, isn't it? To just allow ourselves to have that time and space to feel Mm -hmm. all the feelings and allow yourself to have those moments of breakdown where you just express all of your grievances and express all of the things that you think are going to go wrong and, and just know that you're just doing your best. I mean, truly there's no way of knowing whether this book is going to be a success. There's no way of knowing it. And as much as I want to try and control a situation, like there's no way of, of knowing. So you just have to let go and just be happy that you are doing and living your dharma, you're living your purpose and remember what your why is. Why are you doing this? Why are you here? And when you think about that at the forefront of your mind and you keep putting that in front of you, none of the rest matters. It Mm. really doesn't. It really does not. Yeah. Mm. I love that. You know, I wanted to add to what you said your self-care practice was, because I think that, and you know, I'm not with you hundred percent of the time, so I'm not sure what it actually looks like on a day-to-day basis or on the weekends, but to me, it, and we work closely together as Rosie was saying. So it feels like you really are very good at clocking out during the weekday, but also it feels like on the weekends. And yes, there are mitigating circumstances where sometimes there will be a flurry of emails right. but- <laughs> that we just ignore. I'm like, do not respond. <laughs> Don't open this till Monday. Yeah. But I was reflecting on this this last Saturday because I did something kind of radically different for me which was I gave myself, and this was terrifying, Rosie and listeners. It was so scary. But I I gave myself a digital detox day Saturday. I put my phone in the space where I record. I left it here Friday night and I did not come back and look at it once until Sunday morning. And like during all of the stuff that's going on with the summit, with the book launch, with everything we've got going on in the podcast, I was like, oh my God, Rosie's going to fire me <laughs> in my head. Like these negative feedback loops were playing out. But as I went through my day, I noticed my nervous system starting to settle because I didn't have mm-hmm. this thing, this digital thing attached to my hand, yeah. feeling like I had to check and refresh all the time. And It was such a really cool experience. And so I might start implementing that like regularly. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. (laughs) No, I love that. I love that you're saying that like, is, is this, is this this okay? okay? Yeah, no, you do you boo. Like this is the thing, you know, I think it's important for people to be able to, to do that for themselves. Absolutely. I, I love the digital detox. I mean, and yes, you're absolutely right. The minute I say I'm clocking out, Tessa, it's like seven, whatever, 7.30, you know, maybe earlier, maybe it's five. Yeah. 
Yeah. I clock out. I'm my phone goes to the office where my computer lives and that's where she stays all night. And I don't look at it. You know, if there's a family emergency or there have been the occasions, you know, that people have had to call Tori and it's very rare, but people have his number and usually his phone stays on. So we would be able to hear it in the house if it does ring, but, but that's not a worry. Like after a certain time too, I, I notice now that I've created that practice, I actually don't want to look at my phone after a certain time. Like, I don't even want to look at it. I, there's nothing there that's going on past six, seven o'clock that I need to be looking at. If I had posted a story or something, I'm not like checking or, or responding. It's I'm done. Like that's a boundary. My evening starts. I usually cook dinner for Tori and I, and I start making food. I start, you know, I, I turn on the, the boob tube, put some TV on, you know? Yeah. I uh, I, wa- I have a show playing in the background. Maybe we're listening to music. Maybe Tori and I might karaoke. We might do some singing. But it's it's really nice to be able to have that as a unwinding practice. You know this, right? As a self-employed person, you don't really ever get to clock out per se. I mean, you're working 24. So I, I can work 16-hour days every day. You know, if I, if I didn't set that boundary, just because that's the way I am. And, you know, you've, like you said, you've voiced those Sunday mornings sometimes when you get, it's like, who's working Sunday mornings, people that work for themselves. Those are the people that are working (laughs) Sunday morning. So, and for me, it's sort of the quiet time too of the week. I still work that Monday through Friday schedule. And usually on the weekends we're off. Like we, we like to have some, some time away, but you have to really just set those boundaries for yourself in a way to just reset to your life. Like, I mean, life is happening right now. We don't know how long we're going to be here. We don't know how long the people that we love are going to be here. And I know it's a morbid way of looking at life, but I don't want to miss an evening. I mean, I learned something new last night about my boyfriend that I've never known. And we're just like, yeah, we're sitting in the hot tub. Like we've been doing this ritual every night. I'm drinking my like collagen from my little, my skin tea collagen, Mm, hashtag not an ad. (laughs) Since my rib situation, my rib got dislocated and I've been drinking my little collagen sparkling tea in the hot tub and, you know, Tori will join me after he clocks out for his day. And it's, it's our time to like talk about our day because we don't see each other all day. Right. Mm -hmm. Even though we both work from home, he's, you know, out in the garage and, I'm either in the office or out in the Zen den. And so we don't really interact all day mm-hmm. at all, <laughs> barely. And then at the end of the day, that's our time to talk about what we did or, you know, just anything. But a lot of the times I also have boundaries with conversation. Like sometimes I'm like, I don't want to talk about work because especially right now, Tori will say things like, oh, have you thought about doing this? Or, oh, we should contact this person. Oh, have you thought about doing this for the book? And are you going to do that? And it's just like, bro, not right now. Like I'm clocked out. Yeah. Like as exciting as all of that is, that's great. I just spent the last 10 hours doing work. Like this is my time to just unwind and stare at the stars. I don't want to talk about work. And so, mm-hmm. and sometimes I'm, I'm fine with it and I'm in work mode and, and I want to bounce ideas off of him and that's great. But yeah, I learned, I learned something, something new about him He's in the middle of doing this this really cool, cool class. It's called the Sam Christensen process. And it I've talked to you about it in the past before. Mm-hmm. I, I I did the class because of him. He did it in back in the 90s. It's this sort of like, I don't want to say it's an it's for actors, but it teaches you about your essences, like your first impression that people get from you. And the idea is to help you get more jobs, right? More get callbacks for castings, et cetera, because essentially you're owning more of what people see from the outside. Like if I look at you and you look studious and, you know, I mean, God, this is so nuanced. Like, I don't even want to try and explain it on this podcast, but let me just tell you, if you are interested in anything that I just said, check out the Sam Christensen school. It's the Sam Christensen process. Anyway, Tori's in the middle. I just, I did it for the second time two months ago with Sahara and my friend Cassandra just for fun because it was a fun thing to do. But Tori's in the middle of doing it right now. And 
I just learned something about how he sees himself and we were having this conversation. I'm like, wow, that was like, and I'm not going to share because that's private. And I yeah. think it's kind of rude if I start to say it, cause I almost did, but, but it was a very, very insightful conversation. And I'm, I looked at him and I'm like, wow, we've been together for 18 years and I never knew that about you. Mm. And, and it made me very like excited because I was like, wow, that's first of all, yeah. Being with somebody, you know, this for as long as, we have, you kind of know everything at this point, mostly, or you assume. Right. But to be able to have that conversation, that wouldn't have happened had I still been working on my computer, had my phone, or we would have been sitting watching a show, right? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's so sweet. And just the fact that, you know, you're open to learning about each other still after decades of being together and discovering each other still is is such a I mean, you have to, right? Like, I think that in order to create that relationship that has that longevity and and continues to grow, you have to continue to be curious about each other absolutely, and want to grow yourself. Yeah. A thousand percent. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. True. Right. And sometimes I feel like, and sometimes I don't, I'm like, I don't want to fucking talk to you right now. You know, Mm -hmm. that literally just ruined that sweet moment. That little (sighs) comment I just made right now. (laughs) I mean, it's both sides, right? Like they both exist. I'm all all about the paradox test. You know this. I know. I love it. (laughs) Um, Okay. So today's actually a very special experience for everybody because we do have a guest here for Wisdom Wednesday, uh, Sarah McDevitt. Like she's a special treat for us. Sarah McDevitt is the head of Mind Technology under Hyperrise. She is the founder of Core, which aims to support and encourage the way people take care of their mental health. And one little insight to why I wanted to talk to her was because there's this device, this core device. It's like a handheld experiential device. I want to call it a gadget for people who have a hard time meditating with just sound. So it gives you like the thing vibrates and it's got color. It lights up. Like it's really cool if you're the type of person that needs a tactile experience. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how I ended up with this device at my home, <laughs> but I did and I opened it. And I mean, I get cool stuff all the time, man. I mean, this is just literally um, hashtag blessed, like mm. so lucky. You know, Tessa sometimes gets some cool stuff in the mail too. She has actually a package coming right now. She's like, what? Um, <laughs> yeah, but we have really great partnerships, really great sponsors that send us cool things all the time. And I got this device and I happened to open it while my mom was here and she had just been talking about, she has a hard time with meditation because I've talked about it before. Sorry, mom. I know you're listening to this because you listen to all the shows. I'm sorry. I'm calling you out, but like, she's the person that's listening to the meditation while checking her email, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I have to laugh a little bit, but this is a really cool thing for her to just sit there and hold while she's doing a quick five minute meditation. And so I, I did a little bit of research and I reached out to them and, and asked, I'm like, well, what can I get somebody on the show to just talk about this? Cause it was so helpful for her. And uh, I think that there's a lot of people that are listening to this that would find pretty huge value in it. So Mm. that being said, here's my conversation with Sarah McDevitt. Now more than ever, we need to take charge of our health. As it stands, 77 million Americans, which is one in three, are pre-diabetic, and most are unaware of their condition. In fact, almost 90% of Americans are actively trying to reduce their sugar intake. But when it comes to sugar and diabetes, our options have been limited. I struggled for many, many years with a sugar addiction. I mean, I've talked about it at length on this podcast. I was an emotional eater and would often just eat my feelings through sugary treats, donuts, chocolate, candy bars, just anything that had sugar that would placate my mania. Fortunately, after many years of doing some work around this, I was able to get to a place where I didn't have to turn to food to numb my emotions. I do still, however, get the occasional sugar cravings. That's why I'm happy to be partnering with Sugar Break. If you have a big sweet tooth like me, you will love Sugar Break. 
Their Sugar Break Resist is a natural minty fresh breath strip that blocks sweet tastes in foods and curbs sugar cravings on the spot. It's something that I carry with me everywhere I travel and if I'm out with my friends, I can actually make the conscious decision of ordering dessert if I really want it or if I don't. So for those of you who like to eat carbs like me or you're managing your blood sugar levels, following a keto or any other low carb diet or just you love carbs because they're amazing and you're not a big fan of the carb coma or energy crashes that come after eating, you can try Sugar Break Stabilize. It's a premium capsule made with white mulberry leaf, a powerful plant ingredient that helps block carb and sugar absorption and slow down your digestion. What this does is it minimizes post-meal blood sugar spikes and crashes so it keeps you fuller longer and it reduces bloating and lethargy. It helps keto followers have more flexibility with carb choices and quantity while staying in ketosis. So if you're trying to start your year off right with me, visit www.sugarbreak.com forward slash Rosie and use the code Rosie to get 15% off your entire order. Sugar Break products are available nationwide in Target, CVS, and Hy-Vee Grocery. Once again, that's sugarbreak.com forward slash Rosie and use the code Rosie to get 15% off your entire order www.sugarbreak.com forward slash Rosie. Why? Because we all need a sugar break sometimes. Okay, let's be real for a moment. I think we can all probably up our fruit and veggie game. I don't know about you, but I had a lot of beige food over the holidays. You know the kind of beige food I'm talking about. I'm talking pita chips, chips, very beige, not very colorful breads, snacks, and so on. The kinds of foods that really cause inflammation and aren't really high in fiber. Unfortunately, these are my go-to foods when I get too busy to make anything. I just go for whatever is ready, whatever's in the cubby, and I'm just gonna snack all day. This year, however, I wanna change that. That's why I'm keeping my freezer stocked with Daily Harvest. Daily Harvest is the easiest way to get more fruits and veggies into my day every day. Daily Harvest delivers delicious harvest bowls, flatbreads, smoothies, and more. They're all built on organic fruits and vegetables, and they're delivered conveniently to your front door, and they stay fresh in your freezer. Their broccoli and cheese harvest bowl is so filling, so delicious, and so convenient, especially if I'm having a full work day. Also, my five-year-old niece is one of the pickiest eaters I've ever met, aside from myself. And man, she loved that mint cacao smoothie. She just started to drink it right up, and I was very excited about that. We bonded over mint cacao. Daily Harvest takes literally minutes to prepare and never uses preservatives, no added sugars, no artificial anything, and that goes for everything. They have so many delicious options for every time of the day, breakfast, lunch, dinner, dessert, snack, They've got it all covered. But my favorite thing about Daily Harvest is that they're all about preserving and protecting the earth for the current and future generations to come. Their recyclable, compostable packaging to investing in organic farming practices and reducing food waste, you can feel pretty good about the choices you're making, not only physically, but also for the environment. Daily Harvest makes it easy to feel good about what I'm doing for myself and the planet. So go to dailyharvest.com forward slash loved to get up to $40 off of your first box. That's dailyharvest.com forward slash loved for up to $40 off of your first box. dailyharvest.com forward slash loved. Did you know that I have two nieces and they are cats? And did you also know that cats are carnivores and need lots of meat? I had no idea that leading cat food brands are often filled with fillers, grains, and very little protein. So when I was looking for food for Binks and Nova, I found Cat Person Cat Food. It's everything that my nieces needed to stay happy and healthy with high quality, high protein meals delivered right to my sister's door. And they'll do the same for you. And if you order your starter box today, I've arranged for Cat Person to provide an exclusive offer of nearly 50% off just for our radically loved listeners. Cat Person is protein-packed 50% more than industry standards and only uses wholesome ingredients. The food is grain-free and low-carb, so there's no room for the unnecessary fillers you'll find in many other brands that cause digestive problems. Meal plans are fully customized for your cat, and it's perfect for cats of all ages. There are 16 easy-to-serve wet foods and three different dry foods so that you'll be sure to find the combinations your cat will love. 
The perfect combo for Binks and Nova is the chicken and turkey dry food and the tuna wet food, as well as the salmon and tuna. Yes, the cats are also spoiled. Capperson also offers a 30-day money-back guarantee on your custom plan if your cat doesn't love Capperson. No questions asked. You and your cat are going to love Capperson as much as we do. Go to catperson.com forward slash loved and use the code love to save nearly 50% off of your starter box with free shipping. That's catperson.com forward slash loved. Use the code loved to get nearly 50% off of your starter box with free shipping. That's catperson.com forward slash loved and use the promo code loved. Sometimes we just need a little bit of help to stay organized. Setting new goals, creating and sticking to healthy habits, building a daily routine you can actually keep. Making these changes should be easy, right? Well, if you're not sure when or how to even start, you should try Fabulous. It is an absolute game changer. Fabulous is the habit-changing app that gives you the tools and skills you need to feel healthier, more productive, and fulfilled. Fabulous helps you break free of negative habits while helping you build new healthy ones that stick. Using behavioral science, Fabulous breaks down scientifically proven healthy habits into a daily routine of very small tasks that you can easily achieve every single day. And I don't know about you, but I personally need positive affirmation every day. I need that affirming, validating alert that tells me, okay, I'm doing well. I love checking things off my list. I love accomplishing my goals and I love breaking things down into small daily tasks like reminding yourself to drink water or exercise or even disconnect and unplug. Fabulous also offers weekly challenges that complement the tasks I'm already doing in my regular routine. For example, the gratitude challenge helped me show gratitude to someone every single day for a week and it just allowed me to be more mindful and pay closer attention to my interactions so that I wasn't just barreling through the day mindlessly like I so often do. And I know this might be a small thing, but it really has helped me drink water more often. I thought that I drank a ton of water. I'm a runner. I love working out. I love to be just so present when it comes to eating and all of the things. But really, I didn't notice how much water I was not drinking until I started to track it. So start building your ideal daily routine today with Fabulous Premium. Get 25% off of Fabulous Premium by going to thefab.co slash loved. That's T-H-E-F-A-B dot C-O forward slash loved for 25% off of Fabulous Premium. That's fab.co forward slash loved. Ever since I was a little girl, I loved playing mystery games. And some of you have seen me talk about this on Instagram as one of my favorite ways to entertain myself as opposed to scrolling or reading something that's not going to make me feel awesome. And most of the time this happens when I need a little pick-me-up or I'm wanting to get my mind off of something that, again, isn't making my body feel good. I know it's time to awaken my inner detective. This game makes you heavily rely on your memory. So for me, it's definitely a practice in mindfulness. June's Journey has over 30 million downloads. So if you want to play a game that makes you think, download June's Journey free today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Radically Loved podcast. I'm joined by a very special guest today to talk about some really fun topics. She has no idea what we're going to talk about, so it's going to be a surprise for her too. Sarah McDevitt, the head of Mind Technologies, is here with us today. She's fucking rad. Just so you guys know, I'm like, there's no, I was just telling her this. I was going to go into this whole diatribe, but I'm like, you have such an incredible background. And uh, so welcome to the show. Hi. Hello. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Excited to chat. For everyone listening, we just kind of started diving right in. And so we're like, wait, maybe we should actually start the podcast. So yeah. this is going to be a we, fun one. <laughs> we just, we started, just, chatting we anyway. just started talking. I'm like, hold on, let me just record this because <laughs> we're already here. So you have this incredible background in sports, playing basketball. So I, I kind of want to know what led you to doing this right now? Like, how did you end up here being like 
the head of this, this mind technologies division? Yeah. So I started my, well, I played basketball in college, like you said, and always grew up, you know, in sports and was very in tune with kind of physical fitness. I love super physical sports, like boxing and basketball and that whole kind of like, I guess, traditional view of what toughness is, you know? And a couple years after I started, you know, just after college working and I, I was working at Microsoft, my background is in software and engineering. And, you know, a couple years into just being a, a normal working human, I suddenly started to experience anxiety myself. And it was just something I had never identified with before. It's mm. definitely, once I learned more about it, it's definitely something I had experienced before, but I had never known what to call it. I never knew what it was. And I always had this view of like, well, we'll tough it out, you know, like suck it up. And, um, this was suddenly something that I couldn't just like go to the gym for, you know, or, you know, it just wasn't something I, I knew about. And so someone introduced me to meditation at the time. And even though I grew up in like Seattle, I make fun of my parents for being hippies. They say they weren't, but I just had never been introduced to meditation. And I'd known about yoga. I had done yoga, but all for physical fitness. Like it was just kind of everything in me was oriented towards that. And so this was my first kind of foray into like, what the heck is going on in my mind, (laughs) you know, and what is meditation and something about it really clicked for me, but it also opened up my mind to just realizing that so much of what I had experienced, you know, just outside of myself from family members, friends, teenagers that I had tutored and worked with in basketball, I just realized how at the foundation of everything that we do every day, there is this inner core of mental and emotional health. Yeah. And it can go, it goes up and down and, you know, all sorts of ways throughout our lifetime, whether or not you're ever diagnosed with anything or have a name for anything. But I just really, it was a very eye-opening timeframe for me to, you know, just see that if we don't think of mental health as this foundational element of our being and of our everyday life and of our society, really, we're just ignoring something that affects every single thing that we do. Yeah. And a huge portion of the population, especially now, right? Because so many people, I mean, I can obviously relate to this growing up with debilitating panic attacks and yeah, like anxiety, dealing with depression at a young age and not really understanding how to deal with it. And it wasn't until I found yoga and meditation that I learned that I actually have the power to direct my mind into different places. And so I can absolutely relate to that. And I love that you are really excited and and focused on creating something for people to utilize as a way to manage their anxiety. So you're here. Actually, there's a couple of reasons why you're here. I like that I'm going to tell you why you're here. <laughs> um, Me too. <laughs> yeah. So tell us what the core is and tell us how this is like literally the best invention ever. <laughs> Somebody that has major ADD and has never been able to meditate before. And the reason why I, so I, whatever you go first, you tell everybody and then I'll tell everybody my experience. I'm okay, excited. Awesome. I'm excited. That's the problem. <laughs> so core is a physical device. It's an object that you hold in your hands and it connects with an app as well. And it guides meditation and breath training exercises with vibration in your hands. And then it also tracks biofeedback and the biofeedback's purpose is really just to help that self-awareness of, you know, how do different techniques work for me personally? How is my mind and body connected? Like how do these mental exercises, how does my body respond to them? And so first and foremost, you know, all the research on meditation and breath training, like consistency is key. And of course, consistency is the hardest part. And so we just really wanted to build something that brought together science and research, ancient traditions, 
and new technology to help people be consistent with meditation and breath training. So just holding core, it's kind of like, you know, the size of a softball. It's made with really natural wood. It has biosensors in it. It has lights that guide you as well. And so you just hold it and kind of like, it's very centering and very grounding and just gives you that, that touchstone to focus on, you know, as your mind wanders, as it will (laughs) during meditation, it gives you that subtle little, really just soothing and grounding reminder to help you keep your attention in the present moment. Yeah. It's such an incredibly effective device. And I have found this as a meditation guide and yoga teacher that for some people, they're more tactile. Mm -hmm. You know, they need that kinesthetic experience of something happening because closing their eyes can be a little bit ungrounding. It can be a little bit frenetic. Mm -hmm. And so somebody like my mom, and we were just talking about this before we started, she is one of these people that I was actually making fun. Sorry, mom. I know you listen to the podcast. I'm, I'm hi, totally, mom. <laughs> yeah, hi, hi. Um, but I laugh because she's this person that will listen to a meditation app or listen to a meditation while like checking her emails. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh no, but I'm meditating, and I'm like, no, you're not. You're checking your emails or you're texting. That's not the whole. That's not the point. And so. Yep. When I she came over soon after I I got the core in the mail and I was like mom you have to try this I think you'd really like this this experience and I set her up with it put the headphones on and put the app on her phone and I connected it you know via Bluetooth and it was boom she sat there and she was like oh this is really nice I really enjoy the vibrations and I'm like yes I'm like that's really great I'm like how did you feel she's like oh I felt really good like I like a good meditation. And I'm like, no, mom, this is like how you meditate. (laughs) It's not, (laughs) I love that. you know, the experience of having to put your full awareness and attention on a thing, you know, the yoga sutras of Patanjali, it's this yogic philosophical text that we teach in yoga. And in my yoga teacher trainings, we talk about this text at length. This is one of the ways to focus the mind. It's either using a, a f- affirmation, a mantra, uh, fixed on a single pointed focus, like the flicker of a flame, mm-hmm. or to hold something, to have your hands holding, you know, a, a rock. Or you know, I love that it's the natural wood mm-hmm. uh, on the core. It's like it feels nice, and it's so perfect. It's it, you guys did a really good job. Thank you. The, the fitting, it's a very comfortable fit and your mm-hmm. thumbs go right on top of these sensors. And I think that one of the reasons why I reached out to you guys and I'm like, oh, this has to, you guys have to come talk about this because I feel like it's going to help so many people. There's so many people out there that I know, especially right now where mm-hmm. it feels like there's been a huge surge of people struggling with panic attacks and anxiety and mental health some a device like this doing something consistently like you were saying can really make the world of difference so i'm curious like what is the vision behind this device like what are you guys wanting to do and what is have you done some research on this in the last 2 years like yeah i mean you're so right the last so we launched core actually right before the pandemic started And uh, it was, we actually started with a meditation studio as well that had core in it. We could bring community together, like bringing people together around this and kind of really normalizing these practices has also always been a goal. Of course, we had to shut that down (laughs) right away. But once the pandemic began and over the last two years, I think that on the one hand, like you said, so many more people are struggling. It's been very life altering for everyone and very unanchoring, right? Like it really, it just sort of took people's, you know, the anchors of your daily life. It kind of uprooted people. And on the plus side though, of that sort of like the silver lining that I hang on to out of kind of the, the darkness of the last couple of years is that finally people are really talking about mental health as something that hundred percent of people, all of us, every single one of us has to pay attention to 
Whereas before the pandemic, it really was, you know, if you looked up stats for mental health, we only talked about mental health in the context of mental illness and of, of diagnosed conditions. And before the pandemic, that was already high <laughs> numbers that, you know, one in five people would have a diagnosed mental illness or mental health condition. But to me, like that has never been the full story. Like I never went and got diagnosed. Well, I did eventually, but <laughs> in the beginning, I never went and got a diagnosis. I took a very like kind of naturopathic path at first, but hundred percent, my life was like very affected by what was going on in my mental health. So anyway, I think, you know, over the last two years, that is the kind of the one thing I hang on to that now, whether or not anyone has ever wanted to talk about the word anxiety or depression or, you know, whatever, or go talk to a professional, they're at least, you know, listening to podcasts like this, they're at least talking to people about like, okay, I need, I need something. I need to be doing something yeah. to keep my mind resilient and flexible and just keep feeling okay and keep feeling good and be able to take what comes. Because I think one of the hardest things about the last two years is the ambiguity. Yes. Um, you know, there's been so much not unknown, knowing. not yeah. knowing, you know, and you, it's hard to plan ahead in your life. It's hard to have these kind of things to look forward to if you can't yeah. plan ahead, you know? And so one of the things that meditation research really focuses on is you know, resilience. And it's not like you'll never feel a bad emotion if you're like a meditator all the time, or you'll never get stressed. Like that's not it at all. It's really about kind of building up the flexibility and resilience so that when those really powerful emotions or, you know, things happen in your life that you already have built up some of the practices that will help you keep your own anchor through that time period. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I think that's, it's such a simple thing to focus on. It's such a simple thing to remember that regardless of what's happening outside of our environment or even our internal environment, we still all need that anchor. We still all need that moment of stillness. And yeah, I can, I mean, I talk about it at length, right? I talk about mindfulness and meditation all day long and how, the benefits of it can help your brain and your body and your endocrine system and your central nervous system. And we can go on and on, but at the end of the day, will you do it? What yeah, is, exactly. will you do it? And will you do it consistently? And mm -hmm. will you do it enough to where it actually starts to make a difference? And I feel like now is the perfect time to learn how to integrate a meditation practice or a breathing practice or a calming practice into your life. Like we need it so much right now. It's mm -hmm. such an intense time for so many people right now with the not knowing or the job loss or, you know, just like the external tensions of the world, mm -hmm. you know, the constant fighting, the divisiveness, mm -hmm. how do you then go into your daily routine and not have those externalities weighing on your subconscious? Yeah. And you're so, so right about, you know, consistency and that anchor. And so, I mean, one of the things that we started out with, with core, like part of the reason it's a physical thing and, you know, it's very designed to look good in your, on your desk, in it's your in office or yeah, in your living room, yeah. on your nightstand, because it's so easy to, even if you have the best intention to meditate every day, it's just so easy for that to get lost in, you know, in the swing of things. And especially if it kind of only starts from your phone, right? Like if it's only an app, we certainly have an app. That's where our, you know, where our instructors live in the app and everything, but if it only lives there, it's just so easy to get distracted from right. all the notifications, all the emails, et cetera, that are coming from your phone. And so we designed Core to be this physical thing, not only because that kinesthetic, that sense of touch, you know, that, that vibration in your hands is so helpful during the meditation, but also so that you like wake up, you see Core sitting on your nightstand and you're like, ah, oh, I want to pick you up, you know? Yeah. And it's like that physical thing in your environment that kind of helps keep your meditation practice front of mind. Like you see it, you want to pick it up and also just connected to the real world that we live in, the physical world that we live in. Yeah. Yes. 
I have it under, it's in the living room right underneath on my, uh, like, I guess, what is this, like a credenza? Mm-hmm. I'm like playing charades. I'm like, what is the thing that's right below <laughs> TV? But it sits right there in front yeah. of the TV. So it, it at nice. the end of the day, when it's time to wind down, you know, Tori and I might want to sit and watch a show for a little bit, but it's right there. And I'm like, yep. okay, hold on. I just want to like do this for just like five minutes, 10 minutes. And and it's really nice. It's really nice to have that as a, now you've created that, that neurological pathway. If mm-hmm. it's something that you can see. So again, it's such a helpful thing for people that need the actual physical experience to yeah. have. And I am such a technology geek when it comes to meditation, because I love reading articles and journals about the science and all this software and technology that's coming out. That's showing us the benefits of mindfulness, meditation, being present, these mindful practices, because I'm like, yes, the more this becomes mainstream, the more Mm -hmm. people understand how helpful it is for their everyday life to integrate it into their physiology so that they can start to create that space for themselves. So I'm curious for you in working in this tech space, I guess tech space, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. (laughs) Like what is the vision? Like what, what is it that you are wanting to, and by the way, how I'm so bummed that there was a studio and, and. Oh, I know. (laughs) Where, where was it? It was in San Francisco, uh, in kind of the middle of the city. We wanted to, you know, give people a space. It was like, you know, chaos, busy, downtown outside and we wanted to give people this like incredible oasis inside but maybe one day you know but yeah I mean the the tech piece of it and and you know the connection to physical health is a huge part of this with our biofeedback and you know that was really one of the big things that stood out to me when I so I actually when when I started to go down this path I then went to grad school and did a master's degree researching mental wellness and a big part of that was the long-term physical health effects of stress, anxiety, worry. And, you know, on the other hand, of course, the physical health impact of practices like breath training and meditation. And it was really powerful to me. There are so many reasons that you could be coming to meditation from things that are, you know, impossible to measure, like spirituality or just connection or communication or patience. But then there are also physiological effects that we can measure. And so, you know, for me, I was like, well, you know, why don't we give people that awareness, give people biofeedback sensors could now be integrated into anything, right? They're, they're tiny. The technology is great. And so let's get them in there in a really natural way and then just give people that ability to track how their body and and physiology responds to practices over time really to help give confidence you know in the practice and help give self awareness and so core tracks your nervous system essentially so we track ecg electrocardiogram which essentially gives us your your heart and kind of your your nervous system balance through heart rate variability and so while you're meditating consistently with core, then you get these, you know, little readings every day or every time you meditate and you can see how that trends over time as well. And how, you know, we track sort of calm time and focus time um, and different, you know, breath training exercises. Some are meant to really calm down your nervous system. Some are meant to get you a little bit more focused. Like if you're in that sleepy afternoon slump, <laughs> you can do a energizing breath training practice. And so we can show you that as well. So it's just a great reinforcer to kind of bring body and mind together in a way that you can actually see through data. Yeah. And I'm, again, a data super freak. I want to see what is going on. I want to look at my reports. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to measure, and especially for you, I would imagine as an athlete, right? Like you want to measure your performance. I know that sounds so wrong and backwards as a meditation teacher being like, I want to see what my meditation performance is like, but it's, I think it has more to do with, I really value any self-care practice and any practice that's going to give you a long life. I mean, we're not 
I didn't grow up in an environment where <laughs> we were focused on let's focus on health for the longevity of this little human being. It was like, this is the food we have. We basically are, it's all fat Latin, Hispanic, like tortillas, like Mexican rice and beans and delicious. I'm not complaining. Are you kidding? <laughs> it's like the best, but you know, it's like as a teenager, it was McDonald's fast foods. It was, I was on the sad, you know, standard American diet. And so mm-hmm that affects your health, obviously. It affects your mind. It affects everything. And so I feel that the more information we have as adults and those of you that are parents out there, we can start to learn how these decisions at a young age start to affect us long-term. I mean, can you imagine if we were taught... I mean, they do this in India. I mean, they teach children how to meditate, you know, at a young age. And even though maybe kiddos don't know what they're doing, they understand the importance of quiet time. Like my niece, my sister-in-law has my niece do her meditation. It's quiet time, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like quiet and it's just silence and she sits there and she draws and she, you know what I'm saying? Like there's that sort of focus on creating that space and that focus of, there's no input. (laughs) Like just stop what you're doing. We are getting so much information constantly on computers, on our Mm -hmm. phones, on our device. Everything is giving us constant feedback. It's like bring all of your awareness, all of your attention to one, a single pointed focus, which just to throw it back to the yogic philosophy is that is where our yoga is, our single pointed focus. That is where we create that conduit of peace and calm and to have a device like this that gives you feedback for our, you know, like egoic mind <laughs> to be like, I want to know how well I'm doing. So I, sorry, I went on a tangent. No, it's totally, well, it's funny because during my master's, I was working with high school classrooms on how to bring some of these practices into, you know, busy, loud classrooms, yes. 30, 16 year olds and their teacher. I didn't even think about the teens. Oh yeah. And you know, the kids are, are just super sharp. And, you know, I was kind of worried about like, oh, are they going to think this is dumb? And, you know, how am yeah. I going to get them bought into it, et cetera. But really like they were so open to it and they were like, yeah, this is the only five minutes of the day where nobody's bothering me. And they loved it. And it is exactly that like constant input. I mean, especially if you think about, I've worked a lot with teenagers. It's kind of like, I love teenagers. <laughs> it's just such a crazy time of your life. Yes. And, you know, if you think about it, teenagers are at this interesting time where they're seeking a ton of independence, but it's really hard for them to get time to themselves. They're either surrounded by other teenagers or their families they are being told what to do a lot. And they're really trying to exert that control in their life. And, you know, like you said, it's kind of a luxury to be able to think about long-term health, you know, for a lot of people, a lot of people, kids, adults, you know, are in that mode of like, I I'm getting through the week, you know, that kind of short-term survival or, you know, short-term health. And one of the things that, and, and because they don't necessarily feel that they have the control, the impact their longevity or their long-term health or kind of the capacity to, to get there, think about that or prioritize that. And one of the things that meditation I think really does or can do is help anyone feel like they have that moment of control within their own life. Yeah. And there's, there's awesome research about that in terms of like the health benefits, mental and physical of feeling agency in your own life and authority in your own life. And that's true for adults. And I think that also starts really young. So yeah, a lot of the ideas for core were actually developed like with a bunch of 16 year olds. And it turns out we all need them. (laughs) We're not that different. Yeah. You know, so I, I, man, yeah. As I was saying that like, oh, we'd be so much further along had we had these tools as young kids, you know, like to have that feedback or have that time or have that experience and fine, you know, you don't need to have a device to do it, but having the support of something tangible, as I said, is super helpful, especially again, if you 
love to have that feedback and you love to have that information. So is there anything, anything you want to share with the listeners specifically about the core? Like what excites you the most about it? What are you looking forward to the most? Yeah. I mean, we have such a huge kind of roadmap in front of us. We are a very innovative group and we're always listening. This all started with just like really deep empathy for what do people need? Like, what do you need for us to help you on a daily basis? Just bring in like those practical little exercises that are, that are going to really have a a good effect. So we are an open door. (laughs) Please reach out to us, email us. My email is smcdevitt at hyperice.com. You can find me on LinkedIn, but yeah, we are. So course started as a startup that I started a couple of years ago, and then we were acquired by Hyperice, um, which if you're familiar with like the Hyperice massage, Hypervolt massage gun or the Normatec air compression boots that everyone's wearing right now. I love it. <laughs> they feel so good. We're now part of them. So we've established a mind technology division within Hyperice. And so, yeah, we're constantly innovating. We're working on the app and we would love to hear anyone and everyone's thoughts about core and thoughts about what we can do next. That's amazing. Thank you so much. So all of the links that Sarah mentioned will be in the show notes. If you're watching this on YouTube, the show notes will be below. If you're listening to this, wherever you get your podcast, then just go to the info button and all of the links will be there, including how to connect with Sarah directly. So if you have any questions, so I just want to take a brief moment to thank you for being here and for sure. See how fast this was literally was so fast. I know. I can't believe it. (laughs) This wisdom. I'm like this little wisdom nugget that we snuck in here for everybody to listen to. I hope that you are inspired to check this out and that you find value in it. And just so that everybody knows, this is not a sponsored, (laughs) this is not a sponsored experience. I I have to say that because sometimes like we get listeners that are like, oh, is this a sponsor? I'm like, this is actually something that I used and really loved and just saw the writing on the wall, especially knowing so many people that need to have something like this to help them create a consistent meditation practice. So I'm like, oh my God, let's see if Sarah is willing to come on the show and talk about it a little bit. So I I really appreciate you coming on here. Oh, thank you so much. I mean, this was so much fun. That was, I don't know what that was, 30 minutes. We could talk about this for like four hours. (laughs) Literally, we're just getting started. Yeah, I mean, this is everything. You'll have to just come back and do this again. Yeah, okay. (laughs) That sounds good. Thank you so much, Sarah, for coming and for being here with us today. Have a good one. Thank you so much for listening to the Radically Loved Podcast. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Facebook at Radically Loved Rosie, on Instagram at Rosie Acosta, and Twitter at Rosie Acosta. By the way, this is original music by DJ Taz Rashid. You can follow DJ Taz on Spotify and check out the best music for yoga and meditation. This has been a Mod Pod Studio production. Check them out at www.modpodstudio.com.